Hello and welcome. I'm your host, Neil Howard. Thank you so much for joining us for another segment of Health Professional Radio. We'll be speaking with Hema Talman in this segment, Senior Vice President and Global Head of BioLife Plasma Services at Takeda. Takeda is an industry leader in the collection of high-quality plasma and a supporting driver in the production of life-saving plasma-derived therapies, or PDTs. Uh, she's going to talk about the importance of the consumer experience by leveraging her experience in health retail as she drives BioLife's efforts to create a a future-ready organization that can meet the growing needs of patients who rely on PDTs. Welcome to Health Professional Radio. Emma Talman, thank you for joining us. Thank you very much. I really appreciate the uh, invitation, and I look forward to our time together here in this short 10 minutes. Well, um, I did, of course, mention your role there, or at least your position as Senior Vice President and Global Head of BioLife Plasma Services at Takeda. Give us a a brief look into your professional background and then talk a little bit about what Takeda and BioLife does, actually is involved in. Sure, sure. I can do that. You know, BioLife is responsible for the collection of plasma from healthy donors which is used for the development of plasma-derived therapies for the treatment of rare and uh, complex chronic rare diseases. Um, I am responsible, as you heard, for this business, which comprises of approximately 10,000 people. At Takeda, we prioritize both plasma donor health and the delivery of safe, efficacious plasma-derived therapies to patients who rely on them. And my team at BioLife are responsible for these first steps of that process where they are interacting and caring for these generous and committed individuals that donate plasma and play a very essential role in our ability to actually provide these therapies. Are there a wide variety of products that are derived from uh, plasma? Oh, absolutely. A very wide variety. In fact, The medicines that are made from plasma are used to treat so many diseases. Uh, As we think of some of them, primary and secondary immune deficiencies, peripheral neuropathies, hemophilia, genetic disorders um, like alpha-1 antitrypsin deficiency, and also a a wide range of emergency and critical care setting um, situations. So an increasing number uh, of patients with life-threatening rare and and uh, complex chronic diseases are in fact therefore dependent on these therapies um, for transforming as well as saving many of their lives. How different is plasma donation from blood donation? We hear of uh, blood donation in, in blood drives and we hear of plasma donation usually when there's uh, a money to be made or an advertisement. Clear up some of the misconceptions, misunderstandings about plasma donation. Sure. I'm so glad you asked the question because it's it's quite a sad thing for us every day when we're doing the kind of work that we're doing um, that is so impactful to people's lives And frankly, I'm glad you brought up blood donation. It's probably as, if not more, impactful than blood donation. So when you think about that, we're often compared to blood donation, but the process is really quite different. Um, A blood donor will give blood after six times a year in quite a simple process that's very quick. Plasma, on the other hand, is very scarce. This resource that has to come from healthy individuals is collected by a process called plasmapheresis, And you have to be a very healthy individual to do that. 
Um, in this process, what happens is that the plasma is actually separated from the cellular components of the blood, which are then returned back into the donor's body. And then the plasma is used to create these therapies. We take rough and tough about 800 milliliters, and it takes probably about 45 minutes um, to do this process after you've gone through it the first time, which is usually a little bit longer to make sure that you are, in fact, healthy physically. Um, it's very highly regulated to protect the donors, of course, and the patients with strict health criteria that we follow. So really, um, the misconceptions have just come from the fact that people don't know. And I would really love to increase the awareness of plasma donation so people can understand that it is a hugely impactful area of work that we do to be able to support these patients across the world. When some when it's determined that someone is in need of some uh, plasma product, is it stored in the same way that blood is stored? Well, no. I, I think that from a from a supply standpoint, plasma is in very short supply. So currently, there's definitely a much larger demand. And so when plasma is really collected from a donor, it's frozen immediately and uh, shipped to the various manufacturing plants quite quickly thereafter. It's held for six months to ensure that it's actually safe because we are during that time, uh, you know, testing donors uh, to make sure that there are no uh, viruses or anything of that nature. And um, once the product is freed off that whole time, it's immediately produced into a therapy. So there's not really a bank where plasma is waiting. Now, if ever, you know, you end up having a, a higher supply than the demand, which actually would be a great thing because then we would know we would always have therapies and reach so many more patients across the world. Then you probably would be in a position where you could freeze the plasma and it does hold for a very long time in the state. Now, it's my understanding that you were a pharmacist as well. Is that correct? Yes, absolutely. Is your experience as a pharmacist uh, shaping your perspective on the consumer experience of plasma donors? Oh, gosh, 100%. In fact, it has been such a blessing to be able to spend 26 years in the industry as a pharmacist in health retail and then have this remarkable opportunity to come to another end uh, of the value chain to serve patients. You know, I spent probably over 26 years in that space uh, in a variety of different roles, uh, operations, technology, procurement, and then finally to this biopharmaceutical area now about uh, a little over six years ago. In fact, it should be seven quite soon. Look, my time in, uh, in the health space is what really inspires my work here in the sense that um, I'm, you know, working with my team to bring technological and innovative enhancements um, that will deliver an exceptional and differentiated donor experience. Because of this increasing demand and the vital nature of our operations at BioLife, we're always rethinking how can we collect more plasma in responsible ways, setting new standards for transforming this donation experience so we can attract more people, applying a customer experience mindset to push boundaries in ways that will enhance the entire donation experience providing more people with an opportunity to help save a life. It's been incredibly fulfilling the past nearly 32 years now to have served the patient at two different ends, as I said, at the value chain.
Tell us how your personal story impacted your success and give us any advice that you would give to um, others who uh, who are looking for success in uh, their profession as well. Sure. I was born and raised in South Africa, and this is before the 90s, in a very challenging racial climate. I am of Indian descent, so a few generations there in South Africa. I grew up in a very stifling environment. Uh, we're very discriminatory, particularly for females of color, and came to the United States about 31 years ago looking uh, for an environment where I could thrive, an opportunity to overcome this racism, uh, a place where I could be uh, around a more inclusive community, where inclusion was a right, not a privilege. Today, I've got this fulfilling career, which I'm really proud of. My experience in this country has been extremely motivating. It's enabled me to fully reach my potential. And even though as I started as a pharmacist, now broadened uh, my uh, experiences across these different environments, um, I can really definitely say that, um, you know, I've had an opportunity to be celebrated as a person, as a human being, for who I am, for what I am. And um, I'm really passionate about using my leadership skills, my my EQ, my knowledge um, to help others, to support them. And I find it extremely important to advance a diverse, inclusive and very equitable workforce. My passion is to allow people to always have a seat at the table. When it comes to advice, every time I always remember about 20 years ago, I was so frustrated with my career growing, you know, fast, but not as fast as I wanted to. And I would try everything I possibly could. And my mentor said to me, listen, you cannot be pulled up by those above you. You've got to be strived to be pushed up by those below you and around you. And that was my key message, that growing my career was all about collaboration. And from that day onward, I started to focus on developing and supporting rather than just on myself and how I could get there. It was the best advice ever, and I would share it on with others. Great. Well, I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Uh, thank you for your time this evening. Um, is there any uh, website that you'd like to uh, give our listeners to learn more? Certainly. Um, I encourage everyone to take the opportunity to go to info.biolifeplasma.com and you'll be able to find uh, lots of amazing stories about what we do for patients every day. But more importantly, you'll be able to find out how you can donate plasma and where. You've been listening to Health Professional Radio. I'm your host, Neil Howard, in conversation with Emma Talman. Audio copies of this program are available at hpr.fm and healthprofessionalradio.com.au. And be sure and subscribe to our YouTube channel at youtube.com, Health Professional Radio.